Hello, everyone. This is Marcus Robertson with Becker's Healthcare. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. We are thrilled to be joined today by David Yuba, CEO at Excelsior Orthopedics in Buffalo, New York, and Buffalo Surgery Center. Thank you so much for joining us today, David. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for uh, thank you for allowing me to participate. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be talking about ASC management uh, today. But before we dive in, I was wondering if you could tell our audience a little bit more about yourself and your experience. Uh, sure. Uh, as the CEO of Excelsior and Buffalo Surgery Center, I've been here about uh, 13 years. Um, prior to that, I worked for the two local uh, payers, uh, a Blue Cross Blue Shield plan for about 12 years, and then a local HMO for about 10 years before that. So um, interestingly enough, I've seen sort of both sides. Uh, for those organizations, I, I, I did everything from operations to human resources to strategic planning to payer contracting. Um, so 20 years in the insurance and the payer space, um, I was sort of able to uh, parlay that into an opportunity to go to the go on the uh, provider side and see things from that perspective. So um, I have about over over 30 years of, of healthcare experience, and uh, it's been nice to see it from from both sides. And don't ask me which side I like best, but um, we'll save that for another podcast. Okay, yeah, go ahead and uh, start teasing that one now. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, you said uh, yeah. Quite, quite a bit of experience in healthcare, and a lot of that was in the payer side as well, which is really interesting. Um, so how does that translate to managing an ASC today? Uh, it's, you know, it's always helpful to see things from, from the other side and from different perspectives. Um, you know, especially the, the need for a payer's uh, predictability to manage risk and value and try to drive value. Um, yeah, which which I see ASC is very well positioned to do, uh, and to to achieve that goal, um, in in understanding their need to shift away from fee for service and, and toward value based care and things like population health, um, you need to we need to drive a strategy to get there. And um, seeing it from the other side, sometimes the payers are a little bit slower to drive that change. And it might need to come from another source. And, and so far in our experience, we've, we've helped drive that change. Um, and, and that's where I think most of our innovation has come from. But certainly seeing it from both perspectives, the mission of the ASCs is congruent in many ways with that of, of the insurers. Um, you know, they're looking for strong outcomes, uh, patient outcomes combined with an approach that prioritizes value and efficiency. So having that perspective and understanding their needs um, is, has been extremely helpful in designing programs that are going to resonate with them um, and that they're going to want to partner with us on and collaborate with us on. Mm, that does make a lot of sense. Um, you know, surgery centers typically offer the same procedures that, you know, of course, you know, this hospital departments do, uh, but the ASCs offer it for much, uh, much lower cost and typically as good, if not better, safety numbers based on what I've seen. Yeah, I mean the attractiveness of ASCs has been growing over the last certainly over the last decade and, and even more. Um, its popularity among surgeons, payers, and patients, um, you know, equally equally important. And and yeah, you had mentioned 
efficiency, you'd mentioned cost, but it's a long list of things that are driving that attraction and driving the increase in demand from, from patient safety to physician freedom and control and autonomy, entrepreneurship, um, you know, the need for operational and financial efficiency, the need for innovation and technology to, to deliver um, exceptional patient outcomes. And, and again, um, just reiterate again why, you know, why for those reasons, the ASCs are very well positioned to, to drive uh, this shift to value-based care. Um, and that's what's creating the increase in demand and the increase in case volume shifting, um, especially in the, the outpatient joint space, which we were the first um, in, in New York State to do that six years ago. And um, proud of our outpatient joint program. And it's, and it's been really exciting to see the shift. Really, the last one of the last things left in the hospital other than trauma um, that can be shifted over to the ASC setting. But for all those reasons, um, you know, you're seeing uh, all the, this massive shift is going to is going to continue for quite some time from the inpatient to the outpatient setting. Yeah, that uh, that outpatient total joint situation has been really growing quickly lately. Um, a lot of, lot of value, I think, in there with ASCs, but in your time on the payer side, since you had that experience, what did you see as the best ways that ASCs and ASC organizations demonstrated their value to you? Um, it's, you know, it's delivering exceptional patient outcomes. Um, and, you know, I think the payers are starting to, to, uh, fully understand that when they used to talk about efficiency, what they used to talk about is cost. Uh, you know, it's, efficiency meant, you know, how, how, how cost effective can you do this? But the, the, the other, um, you know, the, the other ingredient of that, the outcome, um, what you're really trying to achieve is our patient outcomes. So the how um, is, is really, you know, how we've done it is to create this uh, comprehensive musculoskeletal center of excellence that, that incorporates and integrates all services under one umbrella. So when you have that kind of, you have that kind of freedom and control and autonomy um, in one organization that brings together uh, surgeons, uh, the, the facility itself, physical therapy, advanced imaging, anesthesia, um, and, and everything you need to take care of an entire episode of care. Uh, it's easy to coordinate, it's much easier to coordinate those activities um, and, and deliver, deliver value. Um, and, you know, so the, how we do it is, is really trying to maintain control and control sometimes is, is, is can see, be seen as a, a, an evil word, but in this case, control from a healthcare perspective, um, you know, results and creates much better outcomes and better coordination, um, whether it's communication, collaboration, clinical collaboration among uh, various um, constituents and, and participants in an entire episode of care. And, um, you know, that's what an ASC is all about. Um, it's all about bringing all those services into one place and driving the efficiency. And, you know, you need innovation and value-focused partners, um, industry partners like, like the Pucynthes. Yeah, so... Freedom, control, autonomy, kind of some of these things that ASCs can use, you said, to demonstrate value. Sounds like, um, you know, it, it accentuating uh, 
the vertical integration, I suppose, of, of your facility. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, the ability to, the, it's the handoffs. It's, it's, you know, the, the inefficiencies are created by fragmentation of care and, and not standardizing uh, your approach to taking care of patients. Um, that vertical, vertical integration that you're talking about solves a lot of those problems. Um, the handoffs are cleaner. The communication is better. The integration of, of information and communication is better. And, and you know, it, it's not just because we control those things, but be, because we have tools now um, and, and we have partners helping us do that and technology and innovation helping us do that. Well, running an ASC, you know, if you're able to demonstrate all of this, this value in a good way to your payers, you still have to set up and manage your surgical staff, your administrative staff, capital investments, and, you know, to top it all off, you know, your business strategy outlining all of that. Um, what is the role of a company like Depew Synthes and helping with all of that stuff? Um, you know, they, they help achieve our strategic plan, frankly. Um, and I would say that in, in, in every aspect, uh, our goals are fairly straightforward every year. The law and the longer we've worked with each other, um, the Pew Synthes has become more intuitive, uh, in bringing solutions to the table. So our, you know, our strategic plan as an ASC and as a, as a, as a large orthopedic practice is to achieve operational efficiency, you know, enhance the patient experience, continue to grow and retain the best people and, and build a really good brand. Um, and so, you know, our strategic plan is no secret. And, and, you know, my grandmother used to tell me, you know, it's not in the recipe, it's in the cooking. Um, you know, the strategic plan is no secret, but you need people to help. So, um, you know, the Pew Synthes brings a lot of things to the table from an innovation and technology standpoint. Um, you know, so that, that helps us, uh, grow patient demand. Um, you know, there's high expectations from the payers and from patients in terms of outcomes. Um, and convenience, so that the, they are tools that are brought to bear to achieve those objectives. Um, customization and, and is, is important, and standardization is important. So there are solutions that help us streamline the surgical experience, um, and that so that we can create consistency among surgical teams um, to to make sure that we have predictable outcomes. Um, they help us find efficiencies and cost savings um, that really help us negotiate better. And, and more financially responsible arrangements with the payers, which ultimately um, lower the cost of care, not only for the payer, but also for the patient. So, um, you know, I, it, it's a lot of things. Um, and, and as a result, everybody, you know, it's really aligned incentives. Everyone's happy at the end of the day, the surgeons, the facility, the administrators, and then most importantly, uh, the patients, the Pew Synthes has been extremely proactive in learning our business and not, not being a passive partner, but actually leaning into what we do, trying to understand it better and, and, you know, being a, a true collaborator as opposed to, a, as opposed to a vendor. A lot of those things you mentioned that uh, Depew Synthes helps with, uh, you know, customization, standardization, increasing your efficiencies uh, and making sure your incentives are aligned together. Um, a lot of that 
relies in many ways on your data infrastructure. Um, and so when you're trying to maximize value and optimize your outcomes, how important would you say one to 10 is data and data collection? Uh, 11. Um, okay. <laughs> it, it, it's all, it, it, you know, at this point, you know, we sort of have, we have processes figured out and we know we can do this. Um, that the next question is, can you do it well and can you do it efficiently? Efficiently, and you, if you don't have data, you're not going to be able to do that. So at this point, it's all about data and data transparency. Um, we can't achieve value-based care or population health without it. And and you know when I say when, I'm, when I talk about value-based care and population health, a lot of it has to do with the need to to manage operational risk and now going forward the need to meet to, to manage financial risk um, and in order to do that we need to demonstrate outcomes we need to drive efficiency in both time and cost um, so I would I would you know um, share with everybody to really be prepared for the granularity of data that you're really going to need to do it successfully and it, this change isn't happening overnight it's it's going to take some time as all things do in healthcare to to get there but um the the better data you have the more granular data you have um you're going to know what you're doing well what you're not doing where well what you need to improve um the data will help you get better um and the, the data will help really really all constituents but um you know, if you think about some of the things that have been tried in the past and capitation, you know, it, it comes back in different iterations. I think the failure there was the, the lack of data and the lack of, of putting that data together to give you a full picture of what's going on during a whole episode of care to know where you really want to pinpoint and find efficiencies and drive efficiencies. So um, if, if you don't have the data, I guess, you know, you're going to be at a tremendous disadvantage. Yeah, sounds like data is everything. That's that's uh, an 11 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, it goes back to I have a if anybody it's a cult favorite movie, Spinal Tap, and he's it's about a rock band and they it's a a rockumentary and he's talking about a particular amplifier he has and they all they all go up to 10 but he has a special one that goes to 11 so i guess there is something more than 100 <laughs> percent yeah yeah uh 110 percent uh or 11 yeah. out of 10 for spinal tap right uh, yeah. uh, well uh we're you know we're, we're hopefully coming off the the tail end of of the worst of the covid 19 pandemic um what what has been the impact of COVID on ASCs, and looking forward, how how do you see that uh, uh, shaping you know the evolution of the industry? Yeah, challenging for sure uh, initially, just because of constantly changing, you know, confusion, constantly changing regulations, no standardization in direction that we were getting. Um, uh, you know, especially as you went state to state, things things were different, but. When it all was said and done, and when things sort of settled out of it, what we realized is that the, the culture of safety and efficiency that we already had uh, left us pretty well positioned to meet the demands of, of this new environment. Um, and, and, and COVID really accelerated our growth. Um, you know, 
quite honestly, people appreciate the fact now that they, they don't have to go to the hospital. Patients want to and are still avoiding inpatient care. They're demanding same-day procedures in outpatient facilities. Um, so challenging for sure, but again, I, we, we were already on that path and we were already operating that way because we needed to, you know, as, as, as small physician-owned businesses, um, they, with stake in the game, um, they were always looking for, for continuous improvement, you know. I mean, I think we learned uh, as a system overall um, that now you're always looking for continuous improvement, but I think this left us with a hyper-focus on the things that always made ASCs successful, you know, in the first place, the, the importance of managing staff and managing revenue, uh, putting automated workflows in place, um, and creating efficiencies, um, making sure our patients were satisfied. Um, they, 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 now more than ever, because of, of COVID and where that's left people's level of, of patients and and frustration, patients want convenience and efficiency. And I think we've been ahead of the curve on this the whole time. Um, I, I, I define, you know, a successful uh, ASC. And when I look at our best days, it's, it's intentionally orchestrated efficiency. Um, things that we've, we've, we've intentionally done to try to make ourselves better. Uh, and I, I hope we can continue to lead, you know, in that respect with, with partners like the Pew Synthes, um, helping us as, as, as true partners, continuing to, to lead the way as we all navigate through very challenging times in, in, in the healthcare system over the next few years. All right, well, thank you so much for uh, joining me on the uh, podcast here. It has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, David. Well, I appreciate it too. Uh, and. Uh, can't tell you the uh, information we get from Becker's uh, is phenomenal as well. Um, so we talk about data. We rely on that data and that market intelligence quite a bit as well. So appreciate the time and, and the opportunity to spend with you. Thank you so much. I'd like to also thank our podcast sponsor, Depew Synthes, the orthopedic company of Johnson & Johnson. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com.